We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's October 1st, it's 2020, and we have five baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. October 1st, baseball playoffs, yes. Um, joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, well, you know, not too bad. Lost a decent amount of money watching the Lakers game, but you know what? I can't be unhappy. It's football, it's baseball, it's basketball. We got everything right now, and it all has some means something. And NASCAR, don't forget about NASCAR. Everybody forgets about NASCAR. The NASA Macars are at Talladega this weekend, and it's like you know, all, all the fun. So, um, but yes, a ton of stuff going on right now. Um, you know, we'll have tomorrow's podcast gonna be interesting. We're gonna have Meansy on tomorrow. Um, we're gonna talk about game two of the NBA finals and any baseball games that might linger um over. So excited to talk with him and um let's break this one down. We got five games. This is probably this is the last biggest slate, right? Like five yep. games. Um, because the max is like four moving forward, right? Yeah. So yeah. 
All right, let's get started. We got the Reds and the Braves, seven and a half total here. Luis Castillo, Ian Anderson. Anderson, a 143 favorite. Um, any interest here in Luis Castillo? Yeah, a bit. I mean, he's 8.6K, obviously, has a 30% K rate. I know Atlanta's been good, but this is a slate where, I mean, there's only five games, so you have to have a little bit of interest in him. I still don't think he's nearly as good as Darvish, and there's a few other guys that would end up using, but he's definitely in the GPP pool. But this is just a tough matchup. The upside is there because they're uh, the Braves strike out at an above average rate, but there's some good hitters. So I'll I might have one or two shares of Castillo, but he's probably fifth or sixth on my list. And we just watched um, we just watched Bauer mow down the Braves and like, did you see that game? Like, were you, I don't know. I know you we were talking before and you were watching some basketball. Did you watch any of the Braves um, the game? I was I was kind of following along on stat tracker, um, but I didn't actually crazy. watch the game. <laughs> like they had bases loaded a couple times in extra innings. They had first and third with no outs at one point. Like they were awful runners in scoring positions. So, uh, I, I anyway, I digress. Um, I think Luis Castillo is in play. Thirty point five percent K rate on the season, fifteen point four percent swinging strike rate, one of the highest on the slate. So, um, I, I do think he's in play. I'm with you. I like some other guys a little bit more than him, but he is in play here. And then on the other side, Ian Anderson has been fantastic. Um, he's 7,500. I actually kind of prefer Ian Anderson a little bit more than Luis Castillo in the spot. Yeah, I'm, I, it's a little bit tough here. Obviously, he can get a little wild, and that's really where the problems come. He's been great to both sides of the plate outside of his walk rate, but he's going up against a Cincinnati lineup in the uh, projected line. They have a 12.5% walk rate. I think they could end up getting some trouble. If he's not going to be high-owned, then absolutely take a shot on him. There's still a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, and he's still got great stuff and can absolutely blow through these guys. But I have to wait on ownership for this one in order to really make a decision because between him and Sixto, I'm just going to use whoever's lower-owned. I like both of them a decent amount in this price range. I think they're the two best guys to go with in this price range. But it's just all up to ownership. And Ian Anderson, if he's going to be heavily owned, you do not want to use him with the massive amount of walks that can happen here. He cannot make it that far into the game, although they probably will give him a little bit longer leash because of the long game that they just had. But he can really get into some trouble here. Um, Let's talk bats. Any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? I mean, not a ton. Yes, they can walk a lot, but that's really not going to lead to a ton of points here. But I'm going to target anyone it's probably going to be the righties i mean anderson hasn't given up a single extra base hit to lefties all season long so castellanos at 4.3k i don't mind suarez at 3.4k i don't mind but those are the two main guys i don't mind a full stack hoping that this game just gets a little bit out of hand here um but it, it, it it's a it's a tough spot to really stack here today I'm probably, for what it's worth, like I was looking at the slate before we got started. Um, I'm probably not going to full stack anybody. Like probably three or four max on any team today. So uh, for what it's worth, I just wanted to point that out really quick. But, yeah, I think that Castellanos is always in play. Um, I don't hate like a Moustakis one-off, but like I'm not, I'm not overly excited about playing these guys. And then – on the Atlanta side, I think Freddie Freeman is an interesting pivot off of Jose Abreu. I think Jose Abreu is going to be like massive chalk here. 
Um, so I do think like Jose Abreu and, and like Freeman's an interesting pivot. What's your thoughts here on the Braves? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind that. Castillo has been a lot worse versus lefties than he has versus righties, giving up a 43% hard contact rate. Yes, he gets a decent amount of ground balls, but Freeman hits the ball in the air at a decent clip. I don't mind him, and I don't mind Albies. I know Albies is not cheap at 4.9K, but like I said, lefties are a lot better versus Castillo than righties are. So, again, just lefty power bats to get the ball in the air. Albies at a 50% fly ball rate to right-handed pitching so far this season. It's just those two guys, really. I'm probably staying away from the rest. All right, we move on here. Um, we got the Marlins and the Cubs, Sixto Sanchez, you Darvish. Um, you know, we're kind of expecting the wind to be blowing out again in Wrigley. It didn't really matter too much on Wednesday. Um, I will say, like, Ian Happ's home run, like, it probably doesn't carry if um, the wind wasn't blowing out. So, he hit that ball to left center. It was blowing out the right center, so who knows. But, like – I saw him hit the ball, and I was like, oh, that's not gone. Oh, wow, it carried. Um, Sixto Sanchez, uh, let's talk about him. The Cubs, man, they're awful, man. Like, I, I loaded up on the Cubs, and uh, they've just been the most frustrating team this season. Yeah, yeah, they have, uh, and that's why I really like Sixto. Like I said, it's between him and Ian, both in the same price range. I'm kind of waiting to see who ends up uh, with more ownership. If the wind's blowing out, I would assume that's probably going to be Anderson, which I think I'd rather go Sixto at slightly less money here going up against the Cubs. Cubs really haven't been great. Only put up one run today. Lineup has a 25% projected K rate in it. Sixto has been good to both lefties and righties, but he gets a bunch of ground balls. So if the wind's blowing out, really affects ground ball pitchers a whole lot less than it does fly ball pitchers. And looking at this lineup, there's not a ton of guys outside of Bryant and Rizzo that get the ball into the air that often. So with the high Ks, with Sixto having as good stuff as he does, I, I really like him. I probably like him more than Anderson. Again, going to wait and see where ownership's probably going to lie. But as of right now, Anderson having a 3.6 implied run total against him and the wind possibly blowing out in Wrigley, I think Sixto's going to come in at lower ownership. So I think I'm going to go with him over Anderson. Fair enough. Um, I, I like Sixto Sanchez here as well. I think he does have a lot of upside. I, I do – Worry a little bit about Chris Bryant, but, like, Bryant's strikeout rate and, like, contact numbers are just so far down this season that, like, we shouldn't be too worried. Um, he's been battling injuries all year. It's not been the best year for Chris Bryant. Let's talk you, Darvish, on the other side here. Um, you know, when we're looking at Darvish or Kershaw, I'd lean slightly to Darvish, and I think you can play Darvish and Sixto together. Um, Darvish has been fantastic this season. 31% K rate, XFIP under three, walk rate under 5%. Facing a Marlins team with a lot of strikeouts towards the middle and bottom of the order, what's your thoughts here on Darvish? Uh, I prefer him to Kershaw. I know that both of them have been great this season, but it's the Dodgers. I never know how late a guy's going to go into the game. Bueller just got pulled after 73 pitches today. We know that the Dodgers are way more likely to pull a guy because they're good bullpen and because that's just what Dave Roberts does. So I, Darvish is pretty much a lock and load for me today if I can afford him in any given lineup. 9.7K, I know that's a lot, but yeah, 31% K rate going up against the Marlins. He doesn't give up a ton of fly balls to either side of the plate. Good K rate going up against the Marlins team, the, the 22% strikeout rate going up against righties. I really, really like Darvish. He's pro I probably will end up with 100% ownership in today. Yeah, I only usually play one team, um, and I play in like single entry stuff for the playoffs, so... 
likely will be Darvish for me. And like, I, I really like the idea of going Darvish six though, and just hoping that this game stays low scoring. Um, is there any Miami bats that you like here? Not really. I mean, Darvish gives up more fly balls, more hard contact to righties. So maybe Aguilar would be the main guy I would go with. 2.8K saves you some money. But outside, outside of him, like, really, I, I don't Mar, – Marte is probably not playing, right? He broke his finger or strained a ligament in his finger, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to play. He fractured his left hand. Yeah, so he's probably out there. He would have been another guy to go with, but – Obviously not playing. So really, to me, it's it's I'm sticking sticking strictly to righties with low K rates. They can get hit the ball of the park, and that's pretty much just Aguilar. He's cheap enough where he's fine as one off. Yeah, the only other guy that I'll mention here is um, 2300 John Birdie, just because he has stolen base upside. Um, so he's a guy that I don't hate um in tournaments you know if he can get on base he's a guy that can steal base and be right there at like 10 points um so don't hate him um you know as far as like the cubs go i i know like i like six though here i don't mind looking at like an ian hap I, I talked about him yesterday he hit a home run um but the rest of the cubs stink so i, I don't know what to do with the cubs here yeah yeah i think Rizzo, but we have plenty of first baseman on the slate I'd rather go with. So Rizzo or maybe even Hap would be the only two guys, but I'm likely just – it's not the worst idea in the world to stack them up just because if Sixto does get into some trouble, then the bad bullpen comes in, the historically bad bullpen comes in, and they can get beat up pretty badly. So with Miami being up 1-0, it's not a must-win for them. But I don't know. I, I – there's just the next game just has so much in it. And so does a few other spots really watch the weather um, in this Cubs game. I know we like both the pitchers, but um, like the weather's not looking the best. It's the night before I just realized that. So that will definitely shake things up a little bit. Um, if that ends up being an issue for the pitching. So in Roth, we trust uh, white Sox and athletics, Dan Dunning against Mike fires. I read a report that it's going to be um, Sean Manaya starting, not um, fires, but we'll have to kind of see. Um, I'm going to go with Sean Manaya right now, though. Um, anyway, what's your thoughts here on Dan Dunning? I mean, if you really need the price savings, then he's slightly cheaper than Sixto, and maybe if that rain gets in there, if you need a cheaper guy, it's fine. I'd prefer him to Manaya probably, but – uh, I, I don't plan on using them at all. I mean, Oakland's bats aren't great, but they're not terrible. Dunning's still a little bit of a raw prospect here. So I'm probably avoiding Dunning in the spot. Yeah, like he has been a lot better against righties. And, you know, this lineup has quite a bit of righties in it right now because of injuries. So if they do roll out that right-handed heavy lineup with only like Grossman, Olsen, and Listella, like he's a little bit more appealing, but – it would really just be if, like, Sixto weather um, – like, because you still have Ian Anderson, too. So, I, I don't think Dunning's, like, a must-play by any means. Um, let's go to the other side here. If it is Sean Manaya, if it's Mike Fires, Mike Fires has a sub-5, 15% K rate this season and load up on the White Sox. If it's Sean Manaya, he has at least some strikeout upside, but he's a lefty, and the White Sox have been awesome against lefties this year. Yeah, Manaya's been a little bit reverse splitsy so far against lefties uh, or – 
Never mind. He's been pretty heavy reverse splits so far against lefties this year with a 265 ISO, but I, I'm not buying that much into it. I think that he's probably a little bit more splits neutral going back to last year. It wasn't like that. Uh, so, yeah, like Red Sox have crushed righties so far this season. I mean, lefties so far this season. So Anderson, Abreu, Incarnate. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not using. Should we get you can get into the bats? Yeah, just get into the bats. I'm not using Manai either. I I think that Chicago is one of my favorite like teams to target here. Yeah, it's been a long day with baseball starting up so early, but yeah, no White Sox top stack on the board. Going up against Manai or going up against Fires. Like if it's up against Fires, he's terrible. Doesn't even matter. Like he doesn't strike guys out, and he gives up a lot of bombs. So. Throw in White Sox if it's against Manaya. Target the righties here. Abreu, obviously a fantastic play. Tim Anderson crushed lefties all season long. Has a 605 Woba, which is just incredible to me. Um, but Luis Roberts is probably or Luis Roberts, Robert, I can't not say the S at the end is probably one of my favorite plays on the day for point per dollar. He's sitting at 3.1K. That really doesn't make sense to me. But really, anyone all the way up and down the lineup is in play today. Love the White Sox. Going to play a lot of them. You said you're not stacking. I don't care how uh, chalky the White Sox are. I'm probably using a decent amount of them. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not stacking. But, like, I guess, like, three or four from a team is still potentially, like, uh, not, it's not a five-man stack, but it's still a stack. Um, I wanted to throw out, like, Adam Engel has looked great at the plate. Um, and, and, like, he has some decent numbers against lefties this season. He's 2K. 2K, 2,000. Men, men, like dead nuts. So You might um, need that. If Jimenez, like if Jimenez sits again, um, dealing with the sprain, um, like I think he's someone to look at. Let's talk Oakland here. I don't mind, like I think Grossman is in a great spot. Like Olsen's the other guy, but like maybe on Fandle where you could play multiple first basemen, but like I'm playing Jose Abreu, Grant. Like it, it's happening. Like he's in the lineup. He's not coming out. I'm playing Abreu. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. Like, it, it's it's tough to get away from him. There's so many good – like, honestly, there's so many good first basemen today on the slate. It's just tough to figure out which one to go with. But, yeah, Olsen's very much in play. Grossman's very much in play. Like, Listel, I don't really want to pay 4.8K for him, but he's in play. But it's, it's predominantly Olsen if you just want to get off the chalky Abreu. Yeah, um – I like Grossman. 3.4K, I think the price, is, the price is right on him. We move on. Cardinals and Padres. Adam Wainwright against Zach Davies. Um, any interest here in Wainwright? And it's going up against the Padres. He's priced at 7.8. I'd rather go down to 6.0 or rather go down to Ian Anderson. He's, he's probably going to get beat up a little bit. I do not have any interest in Wainwright as well. Zach Davies is somewhat interesting here. Like, his strikeout rate is much higher against righties. His hard hit rate is much higher against righties. Um, But his ISO and stuff against lefties is pretty decent. Like, I don't know. I I think if we start getting into the process of, like, Darvish dealing with weather and Sixto dealing with weather and, like, everybody flocks to Kershaw, then maybe, like, I think Davies is a guy you could potentially look at here. Yeah, I don't hate it. This St. Louis lineup has not been good so far this season versus righties. 24% 24% K rate, only at 125 ISO and 300 WOBA. Like, they just haven't been great. And the main thing you worry about with going up against this lineup is the walks in here. But 
Davies doesn't walk a ton of guys. I don't mind that if the Cubs game does look like there is some weather. I like that call of the pivot off. But other than that, I don't. If the Cubs game's playing, I'm just going Darvish. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to play Darvish. Like, I think I, I think we made that clear. We just got to watch the weather for sure. Um, any St. Louis bats that you like here? I mean, maybe Goldschmidt, but he's probably like sixth on my list of first baseman today. So outside of him, he's that high. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a long list today. Um, yeah, no, I, no, no righties for me. I don't think. Yeah, I think Goldie's in play, but like, where do you play him? Like, I don't know. I, I just which fantasy first, draft was still around. Yeah, we'd be playing five first basemen. So that's for sure. So. Um, Padres. I, I think the Padres are the second, like my second favorite team. Like I, I think I, I like the White Sox. I like the Padres. Oh, I, I like the Dodgers a lot too. So like, those are like the three teams I'm, I'm targeting the most here. Yeah. Yeah. No Padres like Wainwright's not bad, but the Padres are just so good. Machado Tatis, both of them, two of the top plays on the entire slate. Osmer fam. Like the problem is the pricing. Like they're expensive. They're almost everybody's over 5k. Yeah, I mean, you can make it work if you play Engel and, like, Robert in your lineup. You can stack the infield of the Dodgers – or not the Dodgers, the Padres. So, it's definitely possible. There are some cheap bats on the slate. So, I don't mind it, but, uh, like, I they're, – they're just a fantastic – fantastic spot today. Like, they're always in a fantastic spot because they're that good. So, Padres, yeah, probably are my favorite stack on the entire slate. just hard to pay up for them. Yeah, like they're in a great spot. It's just you're playing Sixto and Ian Anderson with Adam Engel and another punt guy to get uh, like a full stack for them. That's that's the biggest issue. Like, and I I like Gresham a lot here. I think Gresham is a guy that really benefits from this matchup. Bat should bat leadoff. He's a guy that has a high strikeout rate. I think he is someone that's super interesting. And like Hosmer's having a good season, but again, like first base, like. Mitch Moreland's having a good season, but first base, like, oh, this is this is one of those um, you know showdown showdown slates where you play some Cardinals Padres showdown and um, get some first basemen in this one. So uh, we finished it off here with the Brewers and the Dodgers um, right before we got started here. The Dodgers won Game One. It's Brandon Woodruff. It's Clayton Kershaw. Um, any interest here in Woodruff? I mean, if Sixto doesn't. If that game has weather, that's that's where I would end up playing him. Uh, he's good. He's been good all season long, 30% K rate on the season, but he's going up against the Dodgers, and just hard to play any pitcher going up against the Dodgers. Milwaukee has a good bullpen behind him, so we don't know what, exactly how long his leash is going to be. I think he's one of the guys that potentially could end up getting pulled early, whereas Sixto and Ian Anderson, after the long game, probably won't. So, yeah, no, I, I – I, it entirely depends on the Chicago game, but more than likely than not, I'm not going to use Woodruff. I, yeah, I think the potentially really low own here, but the Dodgers are just such a good offense. And like the Brewers go to the bullpen so early sometimes that like Woodruff might only throw like 80 pitches here and uh, it might not be enough against the Dodgers. Um, Clayton Kershaw on the other side, Kershaw's strikeout numbers are up. His walk rates are down. Um, you know, this is 
the closest we've seen Kershaw to be Kershaw, but uh, Grant, like, how much do you play the narrative of, like, Kershaw can't pitch in the postseason? I don't even care about that narrative. I just know that his leash isn't going to be as long as Darvish is probably going to be. So I, I don't buy into much of the postseason narrative, but it has happened. It has been like that, and there are a lot of K's in this Milwaukee lineup. I just don't see myself going off of Darvish, but if that Chicago game is going to be in some trouble, then, yeah, go heavy on Kershaw. It's It's real simple. Just – play Kershaw because even if he's only going to go five innings, then this lineup with how many strikeouts they get versus lefties is more than enough upside and Kershaw's that good. So yeah, like the only reason not to play him is because of Darvish. Yeah. Like the Brewers are a little bit better against left-handed pitching, but it's Clayton Kershaw. Um, I think that, you know, if we if we open up ownership and, like, Kershaw's 15, 20, 25%, I guess it's, like, a five-game slate. So, like, 25%, Darvish is, like, 50%. Maybe that's why you play a little game theory and take a shot on Kershaw. But um, I, I think it's more ownership thing here. Like, do you like any of the Milwaukee bats against him? No. I mean, Jerko, maybe, just because he's crushed lefties so far this season. But – I mean, not not really. Like, you can always take a shot on Yelich even versus a lefty here. Kershaw does have a 240 ISO versus lefties this season. And Yelich is sitting there at 4.2K, so he's not the worst one-off in the world. But, yeah, no, I, I did not really a whole lot of interest in the Brewers. If you like BVP, you'll like Yelich. He's always hit Clay Kershaw um, really well. So, there you go. Um, and he's going he's gonna to be really, 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 really low on here. Um, really low. Dodgers, man. So I, I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I think the Dodgers are always a top team you can target, but you got to be careful on how you target them because they will pinch hit. Um, so like for me, I think it's Seager, it's Betts, it's Muncie. Um, like you're taking a risk with Jock Peterson. You're taking a risk with some of these guys for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind throwing Belly in there either. Like, he's got the platoon split. He's probably – he'll probably still stay in there if he's going up against a lefty. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's the five, six main guys in the lineup at the top. Watch out for Jock Jams. But, yeah, like the Dodgers are one of the top sacks on the slate. They're more expensive. I would much rather go with the Padres just because if I'm going to pay up. I'd rather go with the Padres. But I'm not going to argue with any of these guys here. Yeah, I like Muncie a lot. You can play him at third base. Um, outside of, like, paying up for, like, Machado, third base is one of those positions that seems to be a little bit weaker on this slate. So, like, uh, again, that's why I don't hate, like, a Jed Jerko one-off uh, because I do think third base is a little limited today. So, um, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. And um, give me a guy under 8K to get uh, six or more strikeouts. Six, though. I could have wrote that down. Like, I knew that's exactly where we were going. I'm going to go Ian Anderson. I could have uh, written that me, one down. Give me a bust. Like, you don't have to give me, like, price. Um, you know, it's a five-game slate. Just give me a guy you think is going to bust. I'm, I'm just going to go balls and go Luis Castillo. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Wainwright. I do not think Wainwright has a good game here. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. I'll leave Abreu for you. 
I'm going to go with Machado. I'm going to go Tim Anderson. Oh, I should have taken a break. I know. I tried to mix it up on you because you said that. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Aguilar. Going ballsy. Okay. I like it. I'm going to go Grossman. And then give me a uh, stack to score six or more runs. Padres. You going White Sox? Yeah, for sure. I'm going White Sox. Honestly, I think the Oakland, like, they, they're eventually going to win, like, a deciding game, right? Isn't it, like, seven? It's, like, seven or, like, nine deciding games in a row they've lost. So, like, maybe Oakland finally shows up against the young pitcher. I don't know. But I think that potentially has, like, the most shootout potential on this slate, like, game-wise. So, um, yeah. any, any final thoughts before we get out of here? MLB, please stop putting games at 10 in the morning. <laughs> Have you looked? I haven't even looked at um, next week's schedule. I love it. I'm on the East Coast, though. Like, I hate right now um, because, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and, like, the Indians and Yankees game took forever, so we had to wait for to see if it was going to be um, on the slate or not. But, like, I, I guess, like, that's where I, that's where I kind of get you back, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, the nice thing, too, is, like, like, outside of tonight where we had to wait for this game, like, I can get started on stuff earlier when I know exactly what the slate and the pricing is going to be. But tonight was a rough one. I don't think they've announced pricing for ne- – or, like, um, start times for next week. But I wouldn't be shocked if they started, like, four – I think they'll go like maybe like four, five, seven, ten. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Um, that's gonna wrap it up for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking NBA game two and any of these baseball games that um, you know of the four that potentially carry over. So good luck in your contest, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey kids.